I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Attainable Podcast. Uh, Welcome back if you're not new here. And then if you are, hey, uh, I'm Sarah Boss, and this is the Attainable Podcast. Here we talk about going through life in your 20s, career advice, um, and kind of a candid and sometimes blunt, hopefully funny perspective on finding your way through life and building the career and life of your dreams. Uh, To give a short synopsis, (laughs) today I'm talking with Kayla Moran, who's a super, super cool girl. She's just, her story is so inspirational and she talks about her time in law school and getting into law school and then taking her drive and, uh, need to pivot, we'll say, and turning it into a career in social media and startup. Um, It's very, it's such a good episode. Um, A little bit of a long one, but I promise you will adore it and you will adore her. We also talk about how to network and it is super valuable. So definitely, um, if you like this episode, let us know, Um, go to our Instagram and go comment on our recent post about this and let us know what you liked about it. And without further ado, here's Kayla. Hey, Kayla, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You're actually the first time that I'm a guest on a podcast instead of hosting. So I'm really, really excited. Really? Oh my God, that's yeah. so exciting. I have yet to be on another podcast. And I was like, oh gosh, Sarah, you really should do that. Cause I have so many podcast friends and we've never done anything like that. And I'm like that someday that will be a thing. We'll all start going on other pe- people's yeah. podcasts, but it's uh, starting for me. It took a few months, so it'll take, yeah. take a sec, but I'm excited to be a guest on yours. And I would love to have you on mine sometime in the future. Oh, fabulous. We'll do a little trade. It'll yes. be great. Um, all right. Well, can you give us like a little intro on your, you're a busy woman. You've got a lot <laughs> going on um, and you're super ambitious. Can you tell us a little bit about like what you're studying now, what you're doing now, and then what you also do professionally? Yeah, so I am from Miami, Florida. I am currently in law school at the University of Tennessee, and I'm a 3L, so I graduate in May, and I am literally counting down the days, 117 to be exact. And um, yeah, I originally came to law school with the idea of being a real estate attorney doing corporate law, and I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer from a very young age. My dad is a banker. He works with a lot of attorneys. And so I've been lucky to have access to that and know about it and hear about it growing up. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be on deals. Like that sounds like really cool. And I can make a lot of money and it's a big industry in Miami. And I just like from very young age, that's, I wanted to be a lawyer. And then eventually I was like, I want to be a lawyer for a lifestyle company too. And like maybe go in house, work at Target, Coca-Cola, like something like that, like big companies and be counsel for them. And my mom works for Visa, the credit card company, now a network. They, she makes me say that every time I like say it's a credit (laughs) card company to describe it because it's not just a credit card company now, but so she had, they have a legal department. And so I tried to interview there and get internships and stuff and didn't work out. And so I came into law school with that idea in mind, but no prospects for the future. And that's okay. Most people don't know what they want to do when they come to law school, don't even know what type of law they want to do. It's going to change. And things happen while you're in law school and you figure out where you're going to end up. So that's kind of what happened to me. I came to law school with an idea, but I got into law school and I very quickly realized like, this isn't for me. I'm not happy here. I don't want to do this. But I knew one that from a very young age, I wanted to do it. And that I knew from just the people that my dad talks about and like 
conversations with him that I can use my law degree in so many different ways. I don't need to confine myself to just being a real estate attorney or a corporate lawyer and in-house counsel. I can do so many different things with my law degree. And nowadays, most people don't even use the degree that they have in their career, whether that's a bachelor's or a graduate degree. You know, they used to always say like the only careers you need to go to school for are like lawyer, doctor, engineer, architect. And that's true to be a true lawyer. You do need to go to law school, but you can also do so many other things having gone to law school and getting that degree. So once I kind of shifted that mindset, I felt a lot better. And I just had a very hard time with law school on a personal level. I had a lot going on in my personal life. I was really struggling mentally, you know, anxiety, depression, trauma. I had a lot of trauma that I didn't know I had. And I started really unpacking that in law school, which is literally the worst time to do it because <laughs> like, um, I can only imagine like, <laughs> like times for this to come up. Yeah. This but, is when. Yeah. But like, so I'm actually really glad it happened that way because I wouldn't be where I'm at today had it not happened. And I'll get to that in a moment, but it's the worst time for it to happen because law school kind of treats like the way the law school system is bit is built, they treat it like you have no other life. Like law school is your life. Your whole goal is to be a lawyer and be like a lawyer at a top firm, bill a million hours, be a part of the meat grinder. Like you have to be part of it. And like, you have no other life. Law school forgets that you have a life outside of law school. Do you think and that's like I, a culture of um, like the yeah. overall culture or do you think that's the experience that you had with your school or like with your no, group? My school is actually an exception. That is the law school culture. And I'll get to the exception in a second because that kind of goes into like me deciding to do something different. Yeah. But that is just the way the law school system is built as a whole. And I think actually my school does a very good job of not really about being open to other avenues, but that is still, that's the main narrative that they push. And that's just how it is. And you know, I realized very early on, like, that's not healthy for me. I need to put myself first. I need to, like, I want to be a lawyer. I want to have my degree. It will get me to where I want to go, but I'm going to prioritize myself and my health because if I don't do that, then there will be no no me at graduation. And like, that's dark, but it's true. Like if I focus on grades and getting the internships and getting the on-campus interviews and getting the job and getting this and getting that there will not be a me left to get all those things. And frankly, school is important and a career is important. Making money is important, but my life is important too. Yeah, you have and to step back. I had to take a step back and it was really difficult. And, you know, I did not do well my first semester of law school. And then going into second semester, I, you know, I came home for winter break. I was miserable, but I was like, I still hadn't had the mindset shift yet, truly. Like I was like, I'm having a hard time, but like law school's supposed to be hard. Like maybe this is just how it's supposed to be. And then 2L happened or second semester happened, spring happened and three months in COVID happened. And that really truly is what began the mindset shift. I started going to therapy. I started going to therapy in October because my friend pushed me to, and I'm very grateful for him. And because I had a really bad panic attack in the law school building on Halloween. And then Going into second semester, I really jumped into therapy and wanting to get help. And then COVID happened and I started kind of realizing like, I need to put myself first. I want to put myself first. I, you know, but then I also realized 
do I need to be in law school? Should I even be here? Do I want to be here? Because we went online, everything was Zoom. I moved home. So I was home all summer and I got a job at a law firm doing insurance law. And I'm just glad I got a job because not a lot of people got jobs. It was very difficult. Graduates who had job, job offers literally got their offers rescinded. My own classmates who had internships got the offers rescinded. So I was very lucky to get a job through family connections. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but like networking is super, super important. And that's how I attribute my career now to, is to networking. But yeah, while I was home during COVID, I really like, I, I got very introspective as we all did. And I really started realizing like, I want more for myself. Do I need to be in law school? And I realized ultimately, yes, I do want to be in law school because it will get me to where I want to go, but I'm going to do it differently. I'm not going to, I'm going to be very outspoken about the fact that I don't want to be here and I'm not going to be a part of the meat grinder and I don't feed into this and I don't want to be a part of this system. And so everyone at school kind of knows that like, I'm just here to graduate and like get my life going. And some of my professors are cool with that. They actually respect it. And so through those professors who I've had conversations with and then have become true mentors and friends, because one difference about law school and other graduate programs that maybe undergrad is not like is that they are our colleagues as well. They are professors, but they are also our colleagues. In three years when we graduate, we might be up against them in court. We might be on the other side of a deal. Like you, you, you're friends with these people. You go to happy hours, like together after school, like we will have happy hour events. We'll go to bars together. We'll go to mixers. Like they are our friends too. One of my professors, I have his cell phone number for right now. I called him and said, Hey, I need help. Like he'll, Hey, what's up? Like, how can I help you? Like these people truly became my friends. And that's where I say that my school does a really good job of trying to be different is that the professors at my school are open to students being outspoken. And how can we help you? What do you want out of this experience? Can I do anything for you? Here's my phone number. Please call me or email me whenever you need anything. Let me know how I can help you. And that's not something I see other schools doing. I have a lot of friends in law school all over the country and in other parts of the world. And that is not the experience that they have had. And for that, I am very, very grateful because my school is a very, it's a regional school. So it's not nationally, I mean, it's highly ranked nationally, but it's not an NYU or a Notre Dame or a Michigan or a Chicago, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a top name school, but it's ranked very, very well nationally. They have a very strong regional presence in the Southeast and, you know, they're, they are, a, they're a machine just like every other school. And they, they pump out high quality attorneys at these top firms. So that's what they're pushing. But there is also the professors who know that that's not for everybody. It's not for them. They became professors. You know, they did the law, the law firm thing for 10, 15, 20 years and realized like, I want another life for myself. I want to teach the next generation. I want to help foster people as people and lawyers. So they became professors. So they know, you know, that's not for everybody. And so I got really, really close with the dean of my law school. Like him and I are good friends. Um, the dean of students at my law school, her and I are good friends. And then two of my professors. And truly these people have fostered within me that it's okay to want something different for yourself and look for other avenues and opportunities while you're here to make an impact and make a difference and find what you want to do and that it doesn't have to be a part of the meat grinder. So all that to say, my first year going into like first year summer, 
I was working at a law firm 40 hours a week, doing the associate life, living the law firm life. And, but on the side, I was building my platforms. I was already on social media. I had started a blog in college discussing my trips and fashion and stuff. And then I started sharing the LSAT process and my process to get into law school and how I chose a school. And it was sort of gaining traction. And I started sharing while I was in law school that I really don't like it. And I shared the true realities of my experience in law school one all year. I really nitty gritty shared how unhappy I was and why I was struggling and that, you know, I didn't do well in school, but this is what I want to change for next semester. And so I shared that on my blogs and I was like, I'm enjoying this. And then I started seeing Instagrams taking off for influencers 2018, 2019, but I'm still not in it. 2020, it comes up like, I need to start, I need to make this a bigger thing because this is what I'm starting to, I'm passionate about this. I'm enjoying this. I'm connecting with people on this. There's something here. I'm, I'm, I'm tapping into something and I'm being more fulfilled by that. And that fulfillment is getting me through going to class and being a part of the law school and the law firm grind. So I really leaned into that and started sharing more about it on Instagram. I got on like to know it. Um, I started connecting with my influence, my fellow influencers, 2020. And then, you know, the big thing happened where people were taking content home and brands are working with smaller creators. And I got involved with a few brands as gifted partnerships and monthly gifted collaborations. And I started growing my audience and second semester or second year comes around. And I I'm still, I'm taking all the business law classes because I still want to have, like, I'm not going to just completely eat shit while I'm in law school. Yeah. Like I'm not worried about grades. Grades can be whatever, but like, I'm going to take the classes that I need to take to get me to where I want to go. So I'm taking the business law classes and I don't do that great in them, but I connect with the professors and, you know, I'm building my platforms on the side. Halfway point, hallelujah, we're at the halfway point. It's December, 2021, 20, no, 2020. December, 2020, we're at the halfway point. It's insane. I don't know where the time has gone. And now I'm starting to think like jobs for second summer. And that job is what leads to an offer at graduation. So it's like, what do I want to do? I don't, do I want to go back to the law firm I was at? Do I want to try to get into the big firms that I don't have the grades for, but I have connections at? Because even though I don't have the grades for, they like me as people. Cause I, I still did the networking thing. I still, and that'll go farther than grades by a long shot. Yes. I have an anecdote about that, but yeah. So I, you know, I decided to stay at the firm that I was at before because I had worked, I stayed working during the school year remotely. They allowed me to stay on and I negotiated my salary higher for that summer, a different role. So we go into second semester 2L year and I'm in clinic. I'm a student attorney. I'm sworn in under the Supreme Court of Tennessee as a student attorney working in the community economic development clinic, working with small businesses, working on with 501c3s, nonprofits, on tax stuff and business related things and really fun stuff, trademark work. Because my professor asked me, what type of work do you want to do? How can I help you get inter- like get experience? Like This is your time to get hands-on experience versus just classes. And so I told him, I was like, I think I'm really interested in IP law. I see social media, intellectual property. That's a big thing kind of start happening. And now with NFTs, even bigger deal. Yeah. And, um, and 
I, I like nonprofits and like business stuff. Like I want to be a philanthropist. I want to work with charities and I want to help small businesses. I like the community that they have. So those are the projects he gave me and I'm forever grateful. That's the professor I said I can call right now. Like he is my guy. And yeah, so I was doing that. I finished my second year, went back to the law firm with a big, a different role, more money. And while I was there, I was like, I realized like, no, this isn't for me. I, I was pushing through this because I thought it's what I need to do. And I know it'll get me where I want to go. But like, I've leaned a lot more into social media now. I'm working with bigger brands. I'm connecting with people a lot more. It's 2021 now. I, I want to, you know, do something different. So I start reaching out to people on social media. Hey, I'm interested in social media law. Do you know anyone? Do you have any opportunities? Again, networking. That's how you do it. And because of me doing that and not being afraid to put myself out there, I got the opportunities I have. And I know we we're going to talk about that in a second. But with networking and grades, like I really want to touch on that. Um, I remember, so I don't put my GPA on my resume. You're supposed to. I don't. And the reason I don't is because I want them to ask me about it and get to know me as a person first before they look at a number because they're all the whole the whole purpose of a GPA being on there is that's like the that's all that's the first thing the recruiter looks at. It's like, oh, it's high enough? Yes, pile. Oh, it's low, too low? No pile. So they might say no because it's not on there at all. And then I don't want to work with those people anyway. But some people are going to be curious. There's a reason why she's not putting it on there. Let me meet with her. So my 1L year, February of my 1L year, so 2020, I met with one of the attorneys at one of the big firms in, he's in the Memphis, he was in the Memphis office, um, but it's a national firm and he is now a judge. So that comes into play in a second. But he asked me very quickly on, like, I noticed this isn't on here. Why? And I said, very straight up with him, very candidly. And that's why my podcast name came up because I'm a very candid person is, you know, I want you guys to know me for me. Who am I as a person before you look at me based off of number? And he was like, you're ballsy. I like it. Why? Like, what do you have to offer? What, what can you bring to the table? Like, why, where do you, where does this conference come from? And I was like, look, I've been through a lot. I'm not afraid to share it. That's why I share my blog. I told him I had a blog. I don't hide that. It's on my, my resume. So is my podcast now, you know, I share my experiences and that I haven't enjoyed the law school experience. I'm very open about that. And, you know, because of my mental health struggles and other personal life stuff, I have not done as well in law school as I would have liked to have done. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be a great lawyer. That doesn't mean that I am not capable. And I want you to get to know that side of me before you judge me based off a number. And he was like, call me, like, let's keep in touch. Call me next year. And like, maybe I can get you a job at our firm. Turns out that didn't happen. I mean, I didn't ask for a job the following year because I knew I didn't want it at that point, but I've kept up that connection with him. I was emailing him the other day when he's in town next, we're going to chat. He got elected to be a, or elected, he got appointed first to be a judge in Memphis. He's a chancellor judge, a chancery court judge. Now he's a chancellor in Memphis and I'm taking the Florida bar, but he wrote a letter of recommendation for my Florida bar exam application because I asked him to, because we've stayed in touch. I wrote two blog posts for school on the, our like Institute of Professional Leadership's blog. They asked me to write two blog posts on networking. He sent it to me. Hey, I saw that you wrote this. I'm really proud of you. Like he keeps in touch with me. 
he reached back out to me when he got became a judge to send me his new email because I had his friend email. You know, those relationships that you build lead to opportunities. And I, every job that I've gotten, with the exception of my first two jobs that were like food service jobs, were because someone I knew told me, hey, you should reach out to these people. Yeah. And that's, that's how you got a job. Well, the job that you're at now, I don't want to, I don't want to give it away so you can tell your story, but um, yeah, that kind of spunk, that drive when I first met you was what got you to the position that you're at now. So, so I'm not just gatekeeping here. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) Where are you now and how did you get there? Yeah. So I'm at Rella Social. So it just launched um, last week from when we're recording this. I don't know when this will go live, but it launched on January 18th. And, and guys, this is, this app is so good. I'll let her gawk on it, but I have to gawk on it for a bit. It is uh, really cool. The mission behind it, it's designed so well. It's so helpful. It is, um, it's just a great app for any of you who are creators or aspiring creators, like seriously go check it out, but just had to Yeah. That. So yeah. So Rella Social is a social media marketing tool for influencers mm-hmm. by an influencer, Natalie Barbu. And she's one of my really good friends and she's my boss and how I got started at Rella is again, networking. So while I was at the clinic and my professor asked me, and this is January, February, 2021, he asked me, what do you, what are you interested in? How can I help you get opportunity you're interested in? And I said, social media, IP law, small businesses. That's what I kind of want to do. And he was like, you have to write a thesis paper to graduate. Let's brainstorm some topics. Let's Let's see if your paper can be on that and you can become an authority on that topic. And because you don't have the best grades, this will lend your credibility being published. So we started brainstorming, let's write a paper on this. And so I wrote it last semester, but it was all year in the works, all of 2021, this was in the works and the idea started and we threw out so many topics and so many ideas and it changed 500 times even the semester that I was writing it last semester last minute it kept changing what the paper was about because social media and the content creator economy is changing so much and also my interest and role in it is changing so much and like you know that's just the nature of the game and papers change and projects change but he was kind of the one who was like you should lean into this like this is this is gonna be something and I already knew that but like having a professor tell me like you're on to something and you're passionate about this let's do something about this so over the summer, while I was at the law firm, I am preliminarily, preliminarily, yeah, researching topics and brainstorming for this paper. And I had to write a proposal for the school. The school had to pr- approve this topic in order for me to write it. So I had to write a research proposal and I'm researching to write this proposal midsummer. And I stumble upon Natalie on a podcast, someone else's. And I was like, oh, th- this is interesting. She's building a startup. And she's been on YouTube for 10 years and she is creating a marketing tool that legal stuff is going to get involved in that. Like there's some, something here and she has to know about that stuff to be able to start a business. Like she's getting, she has to learn about the legal side of things, even though she doesn't have a background in that. So I saw an in and I, you know, went to Instagram and I DM'd her, Hey, I found you on this podcast and I love like your idea and what you're thinking of. I would love to learn how you got this idea and like where your sources are for what you've already put into in the works and like the, the networking and the research that you're doing to build this project. Like, I would love to know where you got that information that you're putting out there or that you're using, because I think it could be really helpful for my paper. And she didn't answer. And I was like, 
okay soon after I would have to scroll a really long way to like go find this but I kind of want to one day um yeah I just tried again I followed up hey I'm not sure if you saw it because I, I either she ignored it or didn't see it and that's fine you know I ignore DMs all the time too I'm sure you do like I I was like hey I'm not sure if you saw this but I'm you know still writing my paper and like I you know, you've done this since the last time we talked and I would love to like learn more about it. And I came from the perspective if it's for my paper. Because mm-hmm. it was. At that time in the summer, it was just for me to write my paper for graduation. Like I'm still thinking about school here and I'm working at a law firm 40 hours a week in the summer and you know, that's it. Yeah, she you're just trying be- to find information. Yeah, I'm just trying to get information. Nothing, no answer. I try again a third time and I think this is like two months later or like a month and a half later. It's been a while. And again, and for some reason, third time's a charm. She answered and she was like, Hey, like, thank you so much for like the message. Like I would, let's hop on a call. It sends me a zoom link. So we hop on a zoom and I vividly remember I was in at work and I was on a zoom call, like my work computer. And I had my phone like on the, like the monitor on the side and like headphones on. And like, I was at the office, clocked in, like working, but I took a Zoom call and it was supposed to be a 15, 30 minute Zoom call. It ended up being an hour. And I remember the first time, (laughs) I don't know if it was the first or second time we had a Zoom because we had two Zooms in the same week or like back to back. But at one time my boss comes in and like the door was closed and like we're allowed, we were allowed to close the door, but like I never would. So even when I was on calls, like the door was usually open. So like he knocked on the door and I don't think he cared, but he like knocked on the door and was like, hey, like, do you have a second? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he was like, can you go help these clients set up something in like the conference room with like the the cables not working and I was like okay so I was like please hold (laughs) took off the headphones and like I told Natalie like I'll be right back and I went and I did what I had to do and I came back and we kept talking and I don't know if that was the first or the second time but that we talked but basically we talked for an hour and she learned about my paper learned about who I was and my you know that I'm a blogger and I'm a content creator and that I I'm in law school and I want to work in social media law in some capacity. And I'm writing this paper on that. That was where I was coming from at the time. And she was like, you know, I'm like, this conversation is great. I really like you. Like, would you be interested in working at Rella? And I was like, you know, I haven't, like, I have a job, but like, I would be interested in learning more. So then time was up and we scheduled another call. And that call also went an hour. And again, it wasn't planned to be an hour. Me and her just can talk for hours. Like we have to like be, be mindful of like, you need to shut up, like go, go work. Or like, I got to go, bye. Um, and we talked and we, I learned more about the, what Rella was, what they were looking for, what my role would be. We talked money and I decided then and there, you know, I'm not going to be working at this law firm again during the school year because it's my third year and I want to have more fun and I want to enjoy my time in, in school because we're in person for the first time again. And, you know, I don't want, I'm not going to work at the law firm. So I, and I, and I had already known at that point that I wasn't taking out more loans. So Mm -hmm. like, I need, I still need to make money somehow. And like, at least this, it's not as strenuous. Not that it's not as strenuous as a law firm job, because it is in its own way, but it's, it's not a law firm job. It's, yeah. it's, a different it's much kind more of related job. to like what you like. It's more related to what, what I, what I want to do. And I'd be happier doing it. Yeah. So I decided to say yes and take the position. And I now know that she was hiring, but hadn't found the right fit. And like that my persistence and networking and, you know, my skill set fit the role, but like, I didn't know she was hiring. She publicly, she wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't looking for a job. 
it kind of just happened. And, you know, now it's been seven months and I've been at Rella and my role has evolved a lot and I'm loving it and getting to be with Raw with the team in Raleigh during launch week and getting to meet the team finally in person. And Natalie and I had met a few times over the summer and worked together a few times and we talk all the time, but finally getting to meet the team, hang out with them. And we're all the same age. And just, I truly never would have expected I would work at a startup. That's not something a lawyer thinks of when, or a law student thinks of. Um, but when, I mean, when I started law school, I had no idea that this was going to happen. When I sent her that DM, I had no idea that that was going to happen. And it kind of just evolved in like, you know, networking. It's so, so important. And like, just not being afraid to put yourself out there and like, try again, be persistent, be kind, but be persistent. So if you know what you want, or you know, you want something, keep trying and, you know, emails get lost, DMs get lost. Like it doesn't hurt to try and, you know, it could work out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you tried, you know, and so yeah, that's, that's how I got the job at Rella. And so I'm the influencer marketing coordinator and I also help with PR. So I help negotiate brand deals for our influencers and create launch campaigns. And um, I'm helping Natalie on a podcast store. We're pitching her to podcast to get Rella's name out there. And yeah, I don't really know what's gonna happen. You know, I graduate in four months. I have no job waiting for me because- what I want to do is so new and emerging and don't really know, but I have a lot of opportunities and avenues through the networking that I've done and the network I've built for myself in that space. And I'm just waiting to see, you know, come quarter three, once I've taken the bar past the bar and I'm back in Miami, what opportunities come my way, but yeah. it's all because of networking. I love how open you are. And I love how, how you knew what you wanted, but you weren't so, you, I mean, and you kind of had to shake off this preconceived notion of what like a, a career would look like for you. You knew what you wanted to do was different, but you knew what you liked and you weren't afraid that you hadn't heard of it before. And I think that's really, really cool. I love that you've kind of cornered this area. And I think that short, sure, like it is quite new um, and that might come with its own challenges, but I feel like you're kind of a leading person in this area. You are, I don't, you know, you could reach out to influencers, be their consultant. Like it's so, so cool. Yeah. And yeah. I just love that you really took it upon yourself to create this niche for yourself and then are open to whatever comes with it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's scary. It's oh, yeah. really scary. Oh, I'm like, sure. I'm hearing my classmates have massive offers from these big firms and I'm jealous yeah, yeah I'm jealous I want that but at the end of the day I know going back to mental health like I spent such a long time being miserable I was so unhappy I know that now yeah I, I was first diagnosed with depression and I didn't know I had anxiety but I probably was had it at the same time I was 12 I'm 24 it took me a decade to really realize like I need help and want to get help because that's the thing I was going to therapy on and off but I didn't want it so it wasn't doing anything it wasn't until I came to law school that I truly wanted help and when I started doing the work and I've come such a long way in the last year and a half two years almost three that I've been in law school like truly like if you would have met me a year ago like I'm a completely different person and in the best way and 
I spent such a long time being miserable that now that I know what it's like to be happy and doing something that I love, why the hell will I put myself back in that position? And if that means not going for jobs that are going to give me a shit ton of money, but that I will be in a meat grinder and not have a life, so be it. What I'm doing, yeah, it's new. It has a bunch of challenges. No 401k, no health insurance, no benefits, no Tell me about it, girlfriend. No job security. I know that. And that's risky as hell. But I know that I'm much happier doing this than if I were doing something at a law firm. And don't get me wrong, that law firm that I worked at, that insurance firm, they have made it very clear that I can come back at any time, that their door is always open to me. And if last resort, I don't have a job come October, November, December, January, and I need one, I know I can knock on his door, give him a call. And I'm, and I'm okay with doing that if it comes to it. But I told myself and I told my parents, I'm not going to worry about a job until January, 2023. Come January, 2023, if I still don't have a job, then I'll allow myself to freak out and I will go to my last resorts. But I can't start working until September anyway. So I have a lot of time. So I'm like, it's scary. It's really scary and it's nerve wracking and it's disheartening hearing other people have these amazing opportunities and knowing that that's not me. And yeah, I'm freaked out that, you know, I have to pay loans back. I promised my parents that once I graduate, my car, my car insurance is on me. I'm lucky that my health insurance, I'm still covered for a few more years under them and that I'm living at home with my parents. I'm very lucky for that, especially living in Miami. It's not cheap. That saves me money, but I still have to pay car, car insurance. I have to pay back my loans. I have a credit card that, you know, I'm going to go out and have fun and spend money and I need to pay it off. And I want to save money, you know, build my savings account. I eventually want to buy a house in Miami. You know, I need to have funds and I need to have, you know, eventually a retirement plan and health insurance. I know those things, but I'm willing to gamble a little bit because what I'm doing is so new and because I'm taking a risk on myself. And someone that I recently had on my podcast said, you have to take a risk on yourself. And that episode like truly, it hasn't come out yet. It'll probably be out by the time this one comes out um, with Tia Thevenin, who is an MBA JD student. And she she took a risk on herself. She was an Olympic hopeful, decided to go to law school instead of go to the Olympics. You trained your whole life to go to the Olympics and she gave it up to go to law school. And she's like, I don't regret it. I took a risk on myself and it paid off and I'm happier now. That put it into perspective for me. That is what I'm doing. I'm taking a risk on myself. And you know, I want to be happy and I want to be doing something that I love. And I love my job. Yeah. And Natalie pushed me to start my own podcast was because of her. You know, there's so many things I'm doing now that the last seven months I took a risk on myself. I'm really, you know, I'm making changes for myself and I'm, I'm, I'm becoming who I want to be and putting that out there into the world and hoping that that resonates with people. And I think it is, but I'm just, you know, yeah, you have to take a risk on yourself and yeah, it's scary as hell. Don't get me wrong. But I was telling you off air, like if you love what you do and you you won't work a day in your life. That's bullshit. That's not true. I'm working 10 times harder than I've ever worked a day in my life because there's so many things I'm doing, but everything that I'm doing, it's either because I love it or it will get me to where I want to be in the future. And I just have to, you know, grind a little harder right now and it'll be worth it. So yeah, that that's kind of a long way of saying like, take a risk on yourself and just, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there because you never know where it'll lead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw something on TikTok, which of course is, um, the new form of education and, um, it was, yeah, law school's, law school's 
we can talk about this. Law school's pointless. Like if I've, I've learned nothing from law school. I've learned everything by doing it yeah. and yeah. connecting with people on social media. Yeah. That's- honestly, honestly. And, and I saw, I saw it and I loved it. And she said, um, I like, I realized that I can do what I'm doing and I can build what I'm like my dreams slowly. I can, I can build what I'm building slowly. And if I want something to last, why would I be hasty? Like you need, if you want to build a foundation and really truly want to build something that will last years and years and years past you, of course, you're going to, it's going to be a slow process. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Think about it too. Like, you know, overnight success going viral. That's bullshit. I don't know if you saw Natalie brought up this this anecdote the other day and it's so true I and I've seen it also you know someone was like Lizza blew up overnight she goes you mean recording for seven years yeah she was laying the groundwork one song took off but she had a whole catalog to back her up you know I'm I'm laying the groundwork whatever happens happens if I take off if I take off I take if I don't I don't and you know what sometimes it's better to not take off because if you go viral then you have to maintain that virality but if you don't and you slow and steady grow as you go, you're slowly and steady growing and your audience is always evolving with you. And I never wanted my Instagram or my blog to be solely fa- focused on law school because law school is three years. Once I graduate, that's not my life anymore. And then I'm pigeonholed. So I always made it a part of my content, but not all of my content. And I'm very grateful that I made that decision. And, you know, hindsight 2020, but in this time it was actually like a very... A, a good decision I made. Not I'm not looking back in a bad way. I'm actually like very proud of myself for that decision that I made when I was 20 years old. Um, because it's evolving with me. You know, my brand has evolved with me. I'm now talking a lot more about networking and career advice, productivity, to-do lists, you know, light lifestyle, sharing my day-to-day life with you guys and what I'm really doing, sharing a lot more. I, it's people call it behind the scenes. I'm sharing the reality. I'm showing you what it really looks like to what you see online. And I'm showing you everything else too behind the screen. And, you know, I eventually want to create, and I'm planning on creating with my friend. And I haven't talked about this publicly yet. Um, me and her both graduating from law school at the same time. And we both want to get into, she wants to get into NFT stuff and more that side of IP. And, you know, we're both creating jobs for ourselves and roles for ourselves and lives for ourselves that don't exist yet. And we were creating a business where we can share that experience, share networking advice, share resume tips, help people with their resumes, help people with interviews, you know, and also share like the basic legal stuff that everyone needs to know and also share commentary on like big things happening in the law and just in life. And, you know, that I wouldn't be able to, if I just done law school, I wouldn't have been able to do that, but I'm putting that under my umbrella of things to do. I would love to consult on deals, legal deals or brand like social media deals, however I can as a lawyer. And I'm kind of seeing how that fits in as well, which I left that, that opening to make that happen. Um, I want to get into real estate. I started off as saying, I want to be a real estate lawyer. I've always wanted to be in real estate. I want to buy a house Eventually that house will be rented and it will be an investment portfolio for me. Start building my investment portfolio. I invest in the stock market. I, you know, I'm building multiple streams of income and I'm sharing all of that. And I wouldn't have been able to do it if I just stuck with law school. And that's the beauty of, you know, I I hate the whole, like, you have to niche down. I'm like, no, I'm sharing my life. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But you're following me for who I am as a person and my personality. And like I said, with the whole, like, I don't put my GPA on my resume 
I don't want you to put me in a box. That GPA right there puts me in a yes or no pile. I don't want you to put me in a pile. I don't want you to put me in a box. I am who I am, take it or leave it. I've always been that way. And I always said that from a very, very young age, but now I truly can say that because I've been through it. You know, mental health, that that was what kicked it off all of this for me. Betting on myself, taking a risk of myself, focusing on myself and my mental health has allowed me to, to do the work and evolve and realize like there's so much more out there that I want to do that the systems that are around me don't let me do that. They're putting me in a box. I made a conscious effort to break out of that. And it's scary as hell. And it's really unpopular. And people laugh at me all the time and think I'm crazy. And my classmates, like, they don't get it. You know, I can't talk to them about it. And it's really isolating. And it's really lonely. But then I go on social media and people, I won't say they praise me for it because my audience isn't that big, but they think it's really cool. And it's inspiring. And that's what led to the podcast, wanting to talk about that and sharing other people doing the same thing in their areas or not knowing what they're doing, but figuring it out as they go. Because don't get me wrong, I'm still figuring it out as I go too. Yeah. So, What advice do you have for um, somebody who's kind of in the thick of like, they may be sitting in a place and they are in that spot where they're looking around. They're like, oh crap. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And I'm seeing where this path is going and it's not where I want to be. What advice do you have for somebody who's in that place and very confused and unsure of what the next step is? Yeah, my first, there's a lot of advice I can give. And like, if that is you, please reach out to me. Um, Why are you doing it? Ask yourself why. When we apply to college, when we apply to law school, grad school, anything, you, you write a personal statement. Why are you doing this? What makes you different? What makes them want to pick you to be a part of this program, this opportunity, this school, whatever? You have to have a reason why you're doing it. And why are you on social media? Why'd you start a podcast? Why are you on YouTube? Why are you doing anything you're doing? You have a why. There's a reason. So if you're confused and you're not really sure what you're doing or like don't know where to go, ask yourself why. What do you want out of life? Why are you doing the things you are doing? Why do you want the things that you want? And really like it, it, it's scary. You're going to get really like introspective and like look inward and like it's going to get deep and it's, it could get dark. Don't get me wrong. It might, but like ask yourself truly, why are you doing the things that you were doing? And I remember my personal statement was I've always liked philanthropy and community service. I like helping people. That was my why. I came to law school because I want to be a lawyer so I can help people. But I never said I wanted to do it in a courtroom or criminal law or specific. I didn't pigeonhole myself to any type of law. I said, I want to help people. And by being a lawyer, I will be able to create wealth for myself where that I can spread that wealth, you know, through charity, through philanthropy, through investments, through, you know, I'm Hispanic. I get told a lot, like we have a responsibility as Hispanic attorneys to help people come into this country. And I'm like, no, I, not that I, not to go there. I don't want to touch immigration. That's not something I'm interested in. My responsibility to help the people that come into this country after me that are also Hispanic, you know how I can help them? You get them into this country. I will extend my hand out to them and help them get the opportunities to stay in this country. Financially, buying a house, getting the jobs, whatever. My strengths are networking connections, business. That's my strength. I will help them that way. So that was my why. I want to help people. Why did I start a podcast? Or actually, let me go back. Why did I start a blog? I wanted to share my experience of life and law school and help people get into law school by showing them that there is not one way of doing it and there's so many avenues and it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be pretty 
But if you want to do it and you want to pursue it, you can because I'm doing it. And I want to show you there's a roadmap to do it differently and that everyone's is going to look different. That's my blog. Yeah. Why do I do my Instagram? I love sharing my life online. I think it's fun. I love connecting with people. Why did I start a podcast? I want to inspire people. I want to make an impact on people. I want to help people. So everything that I'm doing, again, it all serves a purpose. It all goes to, together. There's a reason why I'm doing it. it it's, I either love it or it's going to get me where I want to go. There's the, the common. There's a common thread. There's a why that is connected. Everything is on that line. I want to help people. I want to make an impact and I want to inspire people. That is why I do everything that I do. And I think if you're confused and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what you should be doing and you have all these ideas or you don't, your, your writer's block, your creative, your creativity's block because there's so much being thrown at you and we're so overstimulated and you just don't know, take a look back, look in and see why are you doing it? What do you want to do and why do you want to do that? And I think there's so much advice within that. And I know that was a really long answer, but, and there was so much within that as well, but also just, it's super simple. Why? Yeah. Oh, wow. Where can people follow you and follow your journey? And, uh, you mentioned your, all your things, but let's, let's give them the usernames where, where they can, uh, where can they search you? Yeah. Um, like I said, please come chat with me, hang out with me. If there's anything that I've said in this episode, that resonates with you, please reach out to me. Let me know how I can be there for you. You know, I want to connect with you. I want to be friends with you and I want to help you. Not because I, just to say that I can, but because it fulfills me too. And like I said, you know, my way of helping people is by holding their hand out and helping me. I would not be where I'm at today had someone not held their hand out for me to get there. Again, as a Hispanic person, first born in this country, Spanish is my first language, you know, Latina, minority woman my parents did laid the groundwork for me and they've reached out and helped me and their friends and their network has been gracious to do the same for me so if I can do that for you please let me be there for you and help you in any way so you can find me at Kayla Moran and it's Kayla with three a's k-a-y-l-a-a-a-m-o-r-a-n-n it's really confusing and annoying I know but I'm sure you'll link it in the show notes And I, I want one day to change it to just Kayla Moran, but it's taken some right now. So can't do that. And my blog is kaylamoranblog.com. And my podcast is at Let's Get Candid, or actually at the Let's Get Candid podcast. It's the Let's Get Candid podcast. And yeah, that's where you can find me. And I hope to see you there. And don't forget to download Rella. Yes. And go download Rella. It's such a good app. You will not regret it. I adore this app. It's just, I mean, it's just the coolest. It's got everything that you need if you're a creator for all your channels. Um, if you guys love this podcast, please go subscribe to all the things and go give Kayla a bunch of love. Go listen to her podcast. She's got a beautiful, authentic, just platform. And so I highly encourage you guys to go follow her and all the things connect with her. She's a sweetheart. We've become friends. Um, And as you can tell, she's just the best. So yes, if you enjoyed this podcast, go like and rate and review all the things. Please, please go write some reviews. Um, We adore the reviews. We adore seeing them and we love to hear what you guys think. Um, Yeah, I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.